Welcome to the Consistently Inconsistent Podcast, where we talk all things ADHD along with mental health as a whole. I'm your host, Cody Lukens, and today we're going to be talking about time blindness and time management with ADHD. Time blindness is something that many of us ADHD folks have heard of before, and at a high level, it's essentially a phenomenon where ADHD people have issues perceiving the passage of time. For example, you're reading a book or playing a game and feel like 30 minutes have gone by, but it's been three hours, or the opposite. You feel as if you've been doing something for three hours, but it's been 30 minutes, and looking at you, philosophy class. Time blindness is another one of those symptoms where when you hear the term attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, it doesn't really seem to fit, right? Well, ADHD is terribly named, and that needs to be looked at, but that is a topic for another time. ADHD as a neurodevelopmental disorder fundamentally changes how your brain develops as you age, and as a result can play a part in many different areas of your life beyond simply attention and hyperactivity. One of those areas is your perception of time. This can sometimes not be super important, for example on a lazy Saturday, but can also be disastrous if you forget something in the oven for an hour and it catches on fire, or are consistently late to meetings and end up losing your job. Something I do a lot and am trying to do less is leaving for appointments at the last possible second so that I don't even spend a moment understimulated. Oh, I have to leave in three minutes to make it there on time? I'll bet that's enough time to make some toast, and then I end up leaving five minutes later than planned. Doesn't really seem like much, but when this is for pretty much every single meeting or appointment, it really adds up over time. So how do you fix it? Well, you can't fully, but you can put systems in place to help you keep track of time and manage your time. One super easy way is to set recurring reminders on your phone. For example, every day at 3, I get a reminder telling me to take my medication, which I almost certainly would have forgotten otherwise. A trap that ADHD people frequently fall into is trying too hard to stick to a very specific or structured schedule, which can lead to a lot of stress when you fall out of that schedule because life is unpredictable and that's going to happen. While it may be tempting to try to schedule up everything to the exact minute, that can actually make you worse at managing your time. This is because it takes so much effort to keep you on that strict schedule that you end up being distracted while doing the things actually on the schedule. Also, if whenever adding something to your calendar, schedule, notebook, whatever it is you use, if you have to spend time for each new item figuring out exactly how long you think it will take, what the priority is, and exactly when in your day it needs to be, that creates a really large barrier for entry for scheduling, which can put you off of the whole concept. And a really big recurring theme for ADHD is with activities you want to do or know you should be doing, try to make the barriers to entry as low as possible. ADHD strongly affects your executive functioning, and as a result, task initiation is more difficult for us than the majority of the population. So one of the keys to success, if you will, for ADHD is to make things easy, because it's better to consistently do something at 70% of your total capacity if you were to do it perfectly, compared to sporadically doing something at 90% of your total capacity. Sure, maybe the five days you scheduled out to the minute were awesome and you stayed on schedule and got everything done, but is that something you can do week in and week out? If you're anything like me, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'd guess that you are, that system is not going to work. Maybe you can do it for a few days, a few weeks, maybe even a few months, but eventually that barrier to entry is too high and you stop. By trying to make your schedule perfect, it sets up so many additional points of failure, which can lead to shame, which can lead to negative self-talk. It's a vicious feedback cycle where failing to take one box off of your list can send you down this spiral. So ADHD doesn't just affect your perception of time as it happens to you in the moment. It also affects your ability to perceive time in the future. A little less abstractly, we have a poor ability to conceptualize how long it will take to do things, which is part of why we're late to stuff or fall off schedules. If you fill your morning with, in quotes, 5-minute tasks, but each one actually takes you 10-15 to 15 minutes, which they very well might, you'll be so overwhelmed because if you try to fit a bunch of, in quotes, quick tasks into a small time window and only do half of them, you'll feel terrible. And for what? You still got a lot done, but just not everything. 
So let's reframe that. Let's pretend that you schedule out 10 things for your morning and only do six of them. Now the keyword there is only, because if we schedule out five things but end up doing six, we exceeded our expectations for what we could do in that time. The same amount of tasks got done in the same amount of time, the only thing that changed is how you perceive those tasks. With the first option, you view it as a failure or a shortcoming. You didn't accomplish your goal, and on the second, you surpassed your goal and succeeded. Now this doesn't mean to hold yourself to a lower standard, it just means to find a realistic standard for you. Just because you think it should only take 3 minutes to make your bed in the morning, or 10 minutes to fold laundry, doesn't mean that's realistic. Sure it'd be nice if you could do everything quickly, but trying to hold yourself to an unrealistic standard is only detrimental. So maybe try to time out how long it actually takes you to do common household things, or emails, or a grocery trip. I think you'll be surprised with how long some of the things take compared to how long you think it takes in your mind. You can then use this info to help yourself when planning moving forward. This helps a lot with your time blindness as well as time management. A great little piece of info I heard from Eric Tivers is that every task also has prep and cleanup time, even small digital ones. For example, before sending an email you have to put yourself in that headspace to discuss whatever the email is about. Send the email, which if you're perfectionist like me can take way longer than expected, and then close the tab afterwards, plus maybe any other resources you got out while working on that. I've tried a lot of different forms of scheduling, note keeping, list making, etc. For a while I used OneNote, then Google Calendar, Docs, then a few different apps. But something that has consistently worked for me for the past few years, yep, you heard that right, years, plural, has been having a physical notebook on my desk. Now this is just my personal experience and your mileage may vary, but one of the main issues I had with digital planners is that unless I got a notification or made a conscious effort to check it, they were very easy to ignore, just one of many tabs in my home bar or apps on my app screen. With a physical planner, it's always right there on the desk, in view, and it's really satisfying to check things as you go. Yay, dopamine. Here's my usual routine. I have one full page of the notebook blocked out for a day, meaning you turn the page, the left side, the right side are both for that day. I write things I know I have to do that day or want to do that day on the left side ahead of time. Then on the right side is where I make my actual to-do list. I'll sit down with my tea after I shower and look at items on the left side of the page and move them to the right side with a little checkbox next to it. When I move something from the left side to the right, I cross it off of the left side to mark that it's tentatively planned. Going off of what we talked about earlier, I try not to move too many things to the right side, which is the actual to-do side. And unless I know something is time sensitive, if my day is really full, I don't feel bad about shifting something from today to tomorrow, to where things might be a little less busy. I also try not to put times on things if I don't have to. With some stuff, you do have to, for example, a doctor's appointment at 3. But for others, such as fold laundry, that can be roughly in the evening, it doesn't have to be at 7.05pm precisely. I go back and forth on this, sometimes I need that little kick at 7.05 precisely to do the laundry and seeing the time written next to the item gives me that little kick. But it can also be a bit more stressful, so sometimes I do that, sometimes I don't. On any given day, I always try to put everything on my list that has to get done that day, along with a few other achievable things in the time that I have. Enough to where at the end of the day I can look back at the list and think, ah, that was a nice productive day. You don't need to do everything every day and fill every waking moment with productivity. That is a recipe for burnout and disaster. By consistently not overcrowding your schedule, you can build a good habit of consistently using your schedule. After all, an unused schedule is a useless schedule. So when you check everything off of your list, and those should all be things that are achievable based on what you know about yourself and your timing for various activities, you can decide whether or not you want to be done for the day, or whether you'd like to add a few more tasks. Some days you are a machine and can add task after task after task to the list. Other days you won't finish the list, and that's just how it goes. The important part is finding a system that works for you consistently and sticking with it. That's worth more than the quote-unquote perfect schedule.
This concludes the first episode of the Consistently Inconsistent podcast. I hope you enjoyed and found at least something of use in here. If you have any notes about the show or any ideas for content you'd like to see me cover, you can reach me on any social media platform at Cody Lukens. All one word, that is K-O-D-Y-L-U-K-E-N-S. See you next time.